Welcome to Rant Rave Wrestling, episode 46. I'm your host and predictions champion, Blake Short, and I'm joined this week by the double R superstar, Roy, the Roy Rowe. Hi again. And the unprofessional, Greg Ovison. Think different. Our wrestling topics for this week include a recap of SummerSlam and TakeOver 30 before getting to our main event where Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, and NXT square off in a three-round debate for brand supremacy. But first, tell me a little bit about your week and what you guys have been up to. Greg, get us started. So this week, again, not very eventful, just working from home still. I don't do much other than stay at home, so there's not much to ever really talk about. Um... Yesterday, I started door dashing again after the accident, and it was trash. Absolute trash. Um, I'm used to, in the three and a half hours that I usually work on a Friday, pulling in close to 100 if not over, uh, I made $30 last night. So, uh, that, yeah. Don't uh, spend it all at once. That kind of pissed me off. Um, uh, played, got, I talked Trey into playing a tournament on Call of Duty, and we won. Um, it's a single elimination. We went undefeated all the way through, obviously, and uh, I thought it was pretty good because Trey sucks at that uh, that mode. Um, and he actually carried his weight in it, and we we destroyed. Just want to comment on Call of Duty for Roy to just hear this because this is great. So I get on the headset for these guys usually when I play Last of Us Two because lately I haven't been playing Call of Duty. I just I've been out of it. You know, we played for so long. I think I'm about done with it. And every time I'm on the headset, Greg is flipping out about how someone killed him, but he definitely shot them first. And I, I got to thinking, I don't think Greg has ever died because of Greg. Okay, I, so two things there. So the first one is, I'll admit it, I die in the gulag a lot. But my thing is, if, if in the gulag you both have the same weapon, if... I shoot you at the same time you shoot me. Why do I get a hit marker and I instantly die? I can understand if I'm watching and it's a headshot, but that doesn't happen most of the time. Secondly, the one time that I was flipping out, let me tell you this series of shit that happened. So, we're on a roof. A guy lands. Nothing on the game. It usually says that there's an enemy approach or whatever when they're flying in. None of that. We just heard a parachute. By the time I heard the parachute and tried to find the guy, he destroyed me with a pistol. While CJ and Trey are off in a corner doing whatever the hell they're doing, and I tell them there's a guy here, no one comes over to try to help me. So they buy me back. I land on that roof with them again, pick up all my stuff, and instantly get hit with a rocket. So I die again. They go, they buy me back, I land, and again, a guy lands with a pistol. Somehow destroys all three of us because both CJ and Trey are not paying attention. That's the kind of bullcrap I deal with. I wasn't really upset with that. I was more so raising my voice because I was like, how the hell does this keep happening? The amusement on the other side of the mic, Roy, when you're not playing and you're focused on the game, and you just, I wish... I wish I could record you guys one time so, so you could hear it on the other side when you're not, and then Trey will be like, "When are you going to play with us?" I'm like, "Never." This sounds miserable. So, you guys don't sound like you're having I'll, fun at all. I'll admit, I used to get very upset about the game. Other than that one night, I've called bullshit on a few things, but I haven't flipped out. I'm actually having a lot of fun with the game again, and I'm not letting it bother me. And I've noticed if I do that, I do a shit ton better. I've been shredding people. Like we've been, Trey and I have at least been pl- placing top three. And if I can just say, Blake, 
I might not play uh, Call of Duty with Greg, but I play quite a bit of Fortnite with Wingate. So I think I understand the experience. Oh, Wingate, I can only imagine just from a small sample of Fortnite with Wingate. I have never heard Wingate in a situation where it was his fault. The game is either trash (laughs) or someone has hacked or there has been some other kind of bullshit. I forgot about the hacking. He did did used to say... Say that a lot. He stopped all these bots. Yeah, you don't get all these bots. He doesn't say that too much. (laughs) Call of Duty doesn't have bots, but there is a ton of people that hack. And I don't understand how, if a free game like Fortnite can ban those type of people in game, why Call of Duty cannot. And it it baffles me because Call of Duty has to have more money than Fortnite. Um, I will say though, we got down to the last two. Trey Trey videoed his thing because he was like, there was nobody there. He literally videotaped it. There there was a guy shooting, and then out of nowhere, he wasn't there. And it's a wide open field because it's the end of the circle. So I find the guy, and I start shooting at him. Literally unloaded on him, and he disappeared, and I died. Don't know what was happening there. Don't know if it was a glitch. Don't know if he was hacking. But it was some weird shit. So I want to I want to speak on Wingate and gaming. <laughs> he wants uh, to come back to that. Um. I, I just have a small story for Roy that I don't know if I've ever told him. I think I've told Greg. Uh, so Madden, the, the, our group of friends knows that I'm I've always been very good at Madden, despite me not playing the past few years. That was that was usually my go-to game. I was a beast. Uh, Wingate and I played a few years ago, and Wingate was like, "Oh, nah, I'd beat you at Madden." I was like, okay, I, you do not know what you're getting yourself into, but we'll go ahead and play this game. We played a regular game, and I whooped his ass. I mean, we stopped. Before it was halftime. That's how bad it was. And and he said, I don't know what that was. Did that <laughs> not just sound like somebody knocked yes, the cat window. came out of the door and <laughs> hit that off? Oh. so much. Uh, back to what I was saying. So Wingate's like, oh, you know, I usually play Madden, Madden Ultimate Team. You know, I don't normally play this. I said, okay, Wingate, let's play Madden Ultimate Team. I don't play that at all. But sure, that's what you play. You got to do that because then the win means nothing because it's just, oh, I don't play this. Same result. <laughs> If not, maybe worse. We stopped again, I think, in the third quarter of this one. And he's like, you know, Madden is just really flawed. There's just a lot of flaws in this game. And I'm like, Wingate, just at one point, bro, please. Just be like, you know what? You're really good at this. You're better than I am. Yeah. That's all I wanted to hear, just one time. And I couldn't get it. I can, I <laughs> I can attest get it. to Blake being very good at Madden. I think over the years that we've played each other and me watching him play other people... I think him and I have the closest matches, and he still ends up beating me pretty soundly by, you know, the third quarter he tends to take off and, and win. I think I've beaten him one time over the 15 years that I've known the I guy. think he beat me more than once. And but it feels like once yeah, because I do, so much. I do genuinely get the upper hand. I actually got it the other day, so it was the first time in two years, so we'll see if I'm still any good at it. Roy, how was your week? Um, I'm going to start off by saying I am undefeated against Blake and Madden. Never lost lost a game. Uh, My week started off with SummerSlam. I was able to hang out with Colby and Wingate during SummerSlam. Uh, So that was a lot of fun. Gamescom was Thursday. So tons tons of game stuff coming out this week has been really exciting for me. Um, I have my first maybe stalker kind of thing on social media going on right now. Uh, there's some woman that literally is just consistently tweeting at the uh, channel something about, uh, do you like spaghetti? 
And then they keep showing, they keep sending like recipes for like foreign countries where they can't afford cheese. I don't know. It's a whole thing. I came up with an idea also that I want to share with you guys. I, I'm going to let Blake collect himself a little bit here. Again, I need cheese, to get on our Twitter. Cheese makes an appearance on the podcast. <laughs> Go ahead, Roy. Here's what I came up with. Are you ready? Yeah. Now, this is great content. I don't know who would do it, where or why, but I came up with what I'm calling blunt battle. Okay? Two opponents, they get 30 seconds to light their blunt. You have to whoever's blunt burns out first loses. Now in a squash match, you're going to see somebody that didn't light it properly. It's going to go out about halfway through. But in a good match, you're going to have two people down to the end of a blunt. They've smoked by themselves talking shit, and I think it would be great content. I just don't know for who. Uh, the new season of Fortnite came out this week, and it is a Marvel heavy battle pass. I actually took the time. To take, I think, about nine different pictures to send the battle pass to Greg. Just to then only have to ask him, please, can you reply to me, Greg? After he read all and looked at all of the pictures. So I hadn't even looked at the pictures yet. We also have a Pokemon chat. And we were in the middle of the chat talking a lot of shit about Blake. And... Go figure. I saw something, so I jumped over to the chat and completely forgot to go back and look at what Roy sent. Greg is the worst when it comes to chats. What was it, a week ago or two weeks ago... Where we pause our conversation so that he could in up. our podcast group chat. Greg is responding in every other chat besides this one. Yeah. And we're just patiently waiting for we a response. We sent his name and sent like blind people emojis <laughs> like we're trying to help him get Did here. not work. He we tried to lead him back. In the same app, he responded to several other yes. group chats. And it failed. Um, my youngest sister, Kaylee, is starting at Taco Bell this week. It was interesting listening to just not only some of the day-to-day stuff that their trainer on but also all of the extra COVID training um and then my older younger sister Kirsten is doing a shadowing at an orthopedic clinic this week so I'm very proud of both of them good luck to both of them awesome and then the last thing that I want to tell you guys about is uh I want to I want to talk about Pokemon first of all they've increased the, the spawn outside of my house which I love typically I open it up I get one Pokemon now I'm getting like five did you see the news that they had on that where they changed the spawn points and that's why? No, I didn't see anything official, yeah. but I knew that it changed because mm-hmm. I had gotten a lot more. Um, so you'll know where I'm going with this pretty quickly. Uh, every every couple of years when a new Pokemon game comes out, we have, we have ended up doing something in the group called the Pokemon Wars where three of us go up against the other three. And I thought that Pokemon Go could be a really fun variation on that with you Greg and you Blake as the two leaders of the team this time Greg being severely over leveled from playing the game way too much (laughs) over the years and Blake being the one to bring it back to the group um talk to Wingate Colby Antonio um and is there somebody I'm forgetting that's three four five CJ doesn't really play it who are the mystics oh cool wait Colby Antonio and Wingate and me okay that's four and then you guys (laughs) six okay got it so, yeah, there would be six of us. You guys draft your team. We'll figure out how you'll draft first or whatever. But I'm throwing that challenge out there to you guys. Well, I like it as long as Greg stops spoofing during this tournament. Bro, I keep telling <laughs> you. Get so I've stopped since the last <laughs> event. I only did it because I didn't have the time that weekend. I think the only time you do it now is for raids, right? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'll go to a raid to uh, help. 
I am. But that rate, that rate is literally. He said sometimes I'll go to a raid to help. <laughs> you know, to help a himself. Selfless act. <laughs> you the, are a hero. There's a church down the street, and I'll just go right there and do it. Oh, because it's a church now. You're you're very helpful. Okay. okay, I'll stop going to the church. I'll go to the shopping center. <laughs> I am I am 100 down with that. I love that idea. Awesome. That was it for me. Uh, very quick for me. I don't have any thoughts of Blake for this week. Uh, all of my thoughts have been focused on fantasy football. Because I have a draft, actually, right after this podcast, and hold mine tomorrow as well. Made everybody get up early for I it. did, and I thank you guys for accommodating me. <laughs> but, yeah, this is one of the most exciting weekends of the year for me. It always is. I love drafting. Even when we did wrestling, Roy will recall how excited I am to draft, period. Fantasy drafting is so fun for me. What is going on with the season? Are they going through with it as normal? What is yeah, it like but, in the football world? Yeah, we, we don't know, man. So it's just like that. anything else. Yes, they are, but it's going to be com- there are going to be a lot of complications. We're just going to have to battle through them. As one of the league admins like running my league... I've taken some precautions with like there's something called IR spots where you can put somebody in there. They're usually injured. In this case, it's going to be for COVID. I'm going to add spots. So it's going to be confusing. It's going to be new, but I'm excited. We're here and let's see what happens. We'll go from there. But let's dig into some news for this week. Let's get started with TakeOver 30. Rumor is that Pat McAfee and Adam Cole did not rehearse anything prior to their match. Given McAfee's lack of experience in the ring, I have to admit their reading this was pretty shocking to me. Roy and Greg, did this match live up to you, live up to or exceed the hype you both had going into it? And either one of you can get started here. Uh, it exceeded for me. I think that Pat McAfee looked really great. I was already pretty excited for the match. I just I didn't really expect much of a match, just mostly brawl. And uh Pat McAfee, just, he looked a lot better than I thought. I, I didn't know a lot about him going in other than some of the stuff that we talked about and whatever they told me uh, weekly on TV. What about you, Greg? So, uh, I was I was actually very impressed with this match. I was excited for this match. Uh, the spot where he gets pushed off the top rope and just backflips and then runs and jumps right back on the top of the rope and then suplexed him was so smooth. It was crazy. Um the fact that he was able to help pull off the Canadian Destroyer, that was also, or Panama, whatever, Sunrise, whatever they call that thing anymore. Um, I'm going to have to take this move to prove to you guys I, that there's no issue here, I right? knew Roy was going to hate that comment. I'm going to have to let somebody hit me with this move to show you that it's not an issue. Anyway, <laughs> so it's, it, there's just different things. The fact that he didn't have, I don't know if I believe that they didn't rehearse anything. I feel like they would almost have to with him not having the wrestling experience. Who knows? Uh, but it, I was hyped for the match, and it, it met my expectations. It may have exceeded a little bit. Finding out that the match was not rehearsed, I think, is the most impressive thing here. And I always wonder how much of these, how much of any wrestling match is rehearsed. Like, what spots do they know already, and how much of it isn't? And... Um, there's a there's a Sasha Banks and Bailey special on the WWE Network right now, and as we start heading into their feud, I really challenge you guys to try and find the time to watch that that special. I already did. Did you? Yeah. Great. Right. So good. Absolutely amazing. They talk about things during their match where like she she did uh, just a, an elbow off the apron, and she was like, "That was something I thought of in the moment that I wanted to try, and I just never would have thought. I would have thought that was a pre-planned spot." So it's really interesting and. 
it gives you more respect for the wrestlers to hear how much of it is decided out there in the ring. The Hurricane Rana was the one talking about Bailey and Sasha that blew me away. She's like, I had never done that spot before, and I just threw my hands back and did a backflip. I'm like, that's got to be the scariest thing ever, you know? And and if you watch that move, Sasha kind of landed on her head. It was very dangerous. Did it just come one after? How did you end up watching it? So I'm it came surprised. one after Takeover, and that's I still had I the TV up. on. And yeah. I was at the laptop, and everything that was on the laptop was ignored at that point. I just kept watching the TV. Same thing. It was so good. It just came one after the pay-per-view. I was already in the chair, ended up watching it. There were two things that came on. I forget. There was something else other than that. It was actually it was the uh, the WrestleMania thing where they were talking about COVID. I watched that as well. I believe that was before Sasha and Bailey. Um, getting us back on topic, this match did not only just exceed ex- expectations for me, it blew me away. It was the exact spot that Greg mentioned. And the reason being is, at, at one point in the match, he does a um, he does a front flip off the top rope. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of impressive, but I could have done that, to be honest. I could do a front flip off the top rope and land on, on people. So I was like, it's impressive, but it didn't blow me away. But the fact that he did a backflip off the top rope and landed so smooth and flat-footed, I have seen cruiserweights do that move and stumble. Or, you know, go on one knee. He's got the strongest legs in the business, bro. <laughs> I was blown away. And then he jumps all the way up to the top rope, and I've seen people do that and stumble. And it was so smooth. So, and and that's the reason I brought up this topic. The fact that they did not rehearse at all, I'm even more blown away if this is true. So, I was... Extremely impressed with McAfee. I take back what I said about this match and him not belonging in a ring with Adam Cole because he showed it. He belongs. What would you guys rate TakeOver 30 from a 1 to 10, and what was your favorite moment? Uh, For me, I'd give it a 6. I didn't enjoy the pay-per-view too much. My favorite moment is going to be the entire Adam Cole-Pat McAfee match. Greg, how about you? I'd probably put it around a 6 or 7 myself. Um... It, it would have to be the Cole and, and McAfee match. Everything else just... I mean, the ladder match was good, but it's just our typical ladder match spot fest. And, and I'm not going to take away from it. It was very good, but I think the... It wasn't the, creative, and it was barely a ladder match. I... I enjoyed the ladder match. Yeah, I, don't, I think it was a little bit more I, than that. I don't have any negative thoughts towards the ladder match. I thought it Fuck was... the ladder match. Ouch. I'm just kidding. I don't feel that I thought, I thought it was good. I'd actually go with a six as well. I came in at a five excitement level, and I think Mac Fien Cole put me at a six in the in the final rating. Love that match. Was blown away. The main event, if the main event was what I thought it could have been, this may have been a seven or an eight. But the main event felt very slow to me. I wonder how much of that is because of the injury to Cross early on in the match. We'll never know. But it it wasn't what it could have been. Moving on to SummerSlam, Dave Meltzer reports that the stipulation to Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville was changed because Deville's lawyer didn't think she should get her head shaved before her upcoming court appearance. The three of us all agreed in our prediction show that a loser leaves WWE stipulation has become rather stale. Roy, what stip would you have given this match in its place, and what did you think about the match at SummerSlam? Uh, the match at SummerSlam... I didn't think was super great. I felt like the pacing was weird. I think that the moment, I think those moments with her running knees were supposed to feel much more than they were, but they just felt kind of cringy to me. Um, and I have kind of a cop out answer for this because I really I thought about it 
and I just wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have changed it. Hair versus hair for me is the highest stakes you can get. And I know they think that leave WWE is bigger, but it's not because they always come back. So, but I mean, anytime I've seen a hair versus hair match, somebody has lost their hair. So I just, I think hair versus hair match for me is just the pinnacle of like that's that's the highest stakes you can have. So I, I wouldn't have changed it. Greg, she'd have had to wear a wig in court. I, I I agree with Roy. I don't... There's not... With this feud, there wasn't really anything I could have cared about that would have kept me interested because it's it's staled out over the time anyway. Uh, we all kind of got interested in the fact that the hair versus hair did give me a little bit more excitement towards the match because like Roy said, typically in those matches, everybody has lost hair. Um, there hasn't really been any bullshit with those. So I was excited to see that. Um, I don't... I don't understand what having hair in court has to do with anything. Um, I don't know why a lawyer would recommend that, but that seems a little weird to me. But no, I there's not much that I would have changed this match to, I think. All right, shit. I was hoping Roy, I know Roy is like the most creative of the three, so I was hoping he would give me something to fall back on here and tag along. I also couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. I think hair versus hair was so was good. so solid, and the way the feud was built, it made sense. And I brought this up because I think we were all kind of wondering why they went away from it, and this was the answer. Do I think I don't? I don't really understand the court of law and this why she one, couldn't have her head shaved. This is one of those things, though, that I'm sure if somebody told us why, we'd be like, "Oh, makes complete sense." Yeah. Um. So so seeing and that's why I brought it into the news because we were disappointed that it wasn't hair versus hair and. I guess this is a legit reason, given everything that's going on. Again, yes. I'm in the same place as Greg. I don't really know why her being shaved in court would be a downfall. Um, she She's the accuser. <laughs> she's the defendant. But apparently her lawyer thought so, and that's why they changed it. I do wish they would have done hair versus hair, though. I think we would have been much more entertained. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I watched this match, but I didn't watch this match. I don't remember anything I've, from this the match. The only thing I remember from this match was Mandy struggling to get a table up. <laughs> I, I recall you texting me about that. You said, Dude, that was, was awkward. And so I'm like, what was... Awkward. And, and, and then the worm at the end, that was Oh, really yeah, the too. worm was bad. I loved... I the loved worm the, was bad. I, I like the moment the, of trying. The worm at the end, yeah. It's, it's very flattering. Like, <laughs> her thing is constantly like, you think of me as this pretty face, that's not all that I am. And then you see a lot of this dorky and this funny side of her, so... That was very, that was a very good moment for Mandy. I thought, and I think that the match suffered from not having audience members because I don't think either one of their move sets are really defined enough to have the match, and that's why like the running knee. This is a move that I've seen that everybody kicks out of. You never win a match, so when it's this dramatic moment of oh my god, can she hit a third one? I'm just thinking this this just feels like a regular tap on the shoulder to me. So I think with the with audience participation, the match could have been better. And finally, what would you guys rate SummerSlam from a 1 to 10? And what was your favorite moment from the show? I would rate... I would probably go again like NXT around a 6 or a 7. Uh, went in pretty hype for the pay-per-view. I didn't feel like it delivered that much at all. Um, there there wasn't much about it that I liked. I mean, we had a championship roll-up. Um, we had the expected BS with Asuka, you know... Um, and I, I don't even know if there's a one match. I guess, again, I can't really say that there's one match that I was like, oh, that that was amazing. 
Um, I think what stood out to me the most was just Roman Reigns returning. So for me, the pay-per-view lands at about a seven. And absolutely the best part of the night was the return of Roman Reigns. I'm also at a seven. I think without a doubt, Roman was, it was supposed to be what we didn't see coming. It was what we didn't see coming. It was my favorite moment. I think that Orton and McIntyre didn't really deliver. It doesn't make any sense because that's the that's the one match where Drew McIntyre kept saying, I promise you're going to see it coming. And then he was like, you didn't see it coming. <laughs> so you told, you said that he would. I, and I as soon as it ended, Adam Cole, or no, not Adam it's Cole. It's a swerve. Michael Cole was like, he had never saw it coming. Yeah. Like, you son of a bitch. Uh, I, the fact they positioned the slogan over a backslide bothered me. It did. Uh, you know what? I mean... Orton and McIntyre had such a, a such a strong build. I was just hoping for better. We didn't get that. And and even you know, I love the Fiend and Braun storyline and where they went. But I felt like that was very anticlimactic as well. I don't know about you guys, but it just didn't feel. I've seen. I, I I'm seeing the ring being torn up too much now with the boards. Um, it's not really affecting me in the same way anymore. So I had actually messaged Blake once this match ended and said, "Don't," because I think you were behind us. So I said, "Don't fucking tell me that it is a falls count anywhere match when I don't remember this being something that was said in in the first place." And then they announced it during the match, which was weird. They said it on SmackDown. Oh, did they? Okay, I didn't remember that. And but Raw. don't, but don't tell me it's a falls count anywhere and end it in the ring. That pisses me off so much. Why do you call it a false count anywhere if you're always going to end it in the ring? Because they already had no DQ and street fight used up. For I them. think <laughs> I think the only time that I can I can recall in the last couple of years where a false count anywhere actually happened anywhere was Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns at the Rumble. Yeah, I think their match their match definitely could have been better. It wasn't bad, you know, just that finish. Braun's pulling up the ring, and I'm and then he's like. Why won't you die? And I'm thinking, well, this is the end for him. And that's what it was. And I, I have just, I've seen the boards a few times now. I would have preferred something different. And Michael Cole and... And, and no Alexa. That sucked. I was really hoping to get some some finality there with Alexa. So I think all of that, that though, is the genius in it. It was constant red herrings with Retribution, with Alexa Bliss. You had all these outcomes you imagined. You didn't imagine Roman with the spear. So I won't go against him on that one because I think yeah. I think that was the point. Yeah, I'm not I'm not upset. I just I I was kind of hoping I would see that, and I think maybe if it's more long term, it will be for the better. I'm not against that at all, but I guess just that ending, you know, and not having her involved at all. But look, we got Roman. That was great. Looks like we have a heel Roman, which we'll touch on this week with Rant Rave, and I, I'm excited. So the part with the box cutter. Leading up to the the tearing of the mat, Corey Graves and Michael Cole just freaking out. What's he gonna do with a box cutter? And I'm just sitting there like nothing. He's not gonna do anything with a box cutter. Well, that's that was the moment where their kind of overproduction uh, worked against them because for a few minutes he's got this box cutter and he keeps looking at it. I'm thinking um, like, holy shit! Yeah, I'm imagining yeah. all these crazy that's things. That's what I I'm thought like, at why first. Why a box cutter? And then he starts cutting the ring, and I'm like, well, why did you look at it for so long? Like something crazy. And, and the you way, were about to kill him. The way he did it, there was like three different box cutters, and he like picked up one and put it down and then grabbed another one. So I thought it was like a prop box cutter, and he was making sure he had the right one so he didn't fuck up. 
And then he just cuts the ring open. And I'm like, what the fuck is I mean, going imagine, on? I mean, imagine a spot. Just just the level of... Because you're, you're pushing Braun, and, and Braun at this point, you're pushing a storyline where he's just lost his mind. Imagine a spot where he does just try and stab the Fiend. Of course, he's going to miss. That's very risky. I don't know if I'd sign up for that myself. But imagine a spot where he has that box cutter, and he goes to stab him, and the Fiend rolls out of the way or something. You're going to think, holy shit. Like, this guy's... He's a madman. What's frustrating is that these are the perfect times to really take some risk and to do some crazy things with not having audience members. And I thought that that's what the false count anywhere was going to really lend it to, going backstage, doing all these crazy things. I mean, I keep seeing certain things, and I wonder why they're just not taking advantage of it. Like, Randy Orton with the punt kick on Monday. We'll talk about that Mm. for just a second. He missed by a long shot. Now, I watch movies and TV shows where people get shotgun in the head and their head explodes. I'm going to assume there's some kind of method you could do here that makes it look like this leg is connecting somewhat. And I don't think I think I don't think it would have been too hard to do something like that here. Like, imagine he gets the box cutter and just slowly slices the fiend mask, like, and some blood starts coming out from there. How hard would it be to pull something off? Yeah. Like, there's just so many things they could have done, and I think our imagination ran wild with all that because of the great opportunity, and it ended up being more standard, and it was good for standard, but we were expecting a monster movie. All right, with that, let's get into rant rave for the week. This week's rotation is Bagur, that's Blake, Greg, and Roy. And my number one rant for this week is going to Monday Night Raw. And it's going to be the Keith Lee and Orton match. Your very first match for Keith Lee is a non-finish against Orton that was predictable from the start. With everything that went on with McIntyre, I'm thinking there's no way that McIntyre doesn't get involved here. Keith Lee's not taking a loss to Orton, and I didn't think Orton was going to take a clean loss to Keith Lee on Raw, especially with the way they built up Orton. And it would have shocked me a little bit more had they not shown McIntyre in an interview prior. So, no, this didn't surprise me at all. And, unfortunately, just not a good start for Keith Lee. I thought his entire debut was a rant. Uh, the new music is stupid. And new I've music's heard, bad. I've heard the reasoning for it. I don't care. The company makes enough money they should have planned ahead. Uh, the fact that he fought Orton in a match to set up his match against Orton. Boring as hell. I don't want to watch the match at the pay-per-view. You just ruined it on live TV for me. Uh, yeah, the whole the whole debut was a flop for me. Yeah, the, the music to me was the oh, typical... the music's bad. The typical big guy music. They did say um, they're changing it, by I'm the way. Sure that, I, why did but they why even would, have to change it in the first place? And that goes to Roy's I point. I would have been so much more hype had it been his actual song. But then when you hear the, uh, what, what does he say? Uh, Bask in my glory. Or whatever it starts off. And then, and it's like, what? Why? And, it, and then, and then you, Keith Lee is so big that they had to protect him after a loss at NXT. To have a non-finish on a match with Randy Orton, like they wanted to protect both of them so much that I don't know what they expected the pay-per-view, and that was probably my number one this week too. Um, so I'm gonna get into what my but num- you can't have it. <laughs> You're right. So I'm gonna get into what my number two is this week. Um, it's going to SmackDown, and it's Braun versus Gulak, and the reason mm-hmm. for this is solely on Gulak's part of we were getting behind the guy. There was so much 
like outcry from the WWE universe about when they heard about his release. Although it was probably just contract negotiations, he was all TV. But the fact that they said he was released and there was such an outcry over it, then he came back and people were so happy. And then Braun squashes him. Like, is that what we're using him for? I didn't. I didn't enjoy seeing that. On top of that, I just watched Braun give the Fiend a pretty good match as far as is what he was trying to do to him to keep him down. Like he 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 really did hit Fiend with as much as he could. And and then Gulak the very next night because he lost the night before. You have to make it up because and you use Gulak to do that. I wasn't. I, it it didn't sit right with me. I, I Braun could have been fine without a match basically. He could have just did something to Gulak backstage and it would have went just as well. But the fact that they specifically made a match for this and then the only reason he's going to sign a contract is if he gets this match. So I, I didn't have this on either side and I was actually going to ask you the question, what would you have preferred Braun to do? And you, had already, you already answered that. You said basically not have a match. This didn't bother me because I think Braun is one of their top superstars. He is coming off of a loss and let's be honest, He's probably going to have another loss here at Payback. I, I fully expect him to be the one to get pinned here by either Fiend or Roman. So I'm thinking, okay, so they got to give him a win and kind of make him look strong again. I'm okay with Gulak being that guy in this position. I'd prefer that over some jobber, definitely. And I always complain about jobber matches. And Gulak is kind of a guy who feels important, but he's not quite there yet. He doesn't feel important in a, in, a, in a match against Braun right no, now. No, no, but he's better than a jobber is kind of what I'm saying. No, he's I can that agree next with year. that. I can... So, no, this this didn't bother me. Uh, he hit him with the chair. It pissed him off. You know what I mean? It's like, this fucker, you know what I mean? And and granted, Gulak had a reason to because of the week prior. Nah, this one didn't bother me, but I wouldn't challenge it either. <clears throat> My number one rave is going to go to Raw. I'm sorry, rant is going to go to Raw Underground. Um, and just to recap on this, I think we're about five or six weeks into Raw Underground. They've already established that the matches cannot have a finish. Now they've established that they can advertise a match for a week and it just not happened with no explanation whatsoever. It closed out for a second time to the Hurt Business, which didn't make sense because we didn't follow up on it the first time. Uh, Bobby Lashley kicked a guy in the shoulder and he was, at, he was laid out. He was unconscious after the fact. I, th- I think the, I mean, the concept is great, and I was really looking forward to that. The reason it's number one is because it absolutely is the most disappointing thing of the week because I felt like they had something good on their hands, and I'm just back to square one with it. Now. It's not dead for me, but you're starting to see the signs of repetition. Uh, no finish on some of the things, like you said, with the match that we were actually looking forward to, and they just switched it up again. Yeah. I, I, I hate to see this go downhill because I love the concept, but the signs are starting to show that we may be bored of this in a couple of weeks. My number one rave for this week, if I could find it, <laughs> is AW and Hangman Adam Page costing the Young Bucks, but also appearing to be distraught about the whole ordeal. There was a lot of really good character work here from Hangman. And then we went from that moment to them kicking him out of the elite. And he literally, he was about to cry. So the the fact that he was so torn about this, it, it's intriguing to me. I I want I want to see how they move forward here. They've they've had this going for so long between the the elite and Hangman and him just not feeling really a part of elite 
from the start and then trying to prove himself and he does and FTR I think calls this by telling him like are you going to let them beat you for the tag titles and you take a step back for the Young Bucks again so FTR is definitely involved in this and their talk with Hangman but I, I loved it I thought it was great I think that I agree I agree it was a it was a screwy finish that was just it was done right and I think that this may for, for Hangman he may have had the most depth to his character than anybody all week this was a moment that i was really invested in even though like i said it was just a screwy finish which usually really bothers me in a lot of cases and they used it right here and i did i wasn't even thinking about the match i was just thinking what is going on in hangman's mind as if he's like a real person this is a real situation and that's what you want but this one uh it kind of got me thinking about what we've also seen from omega the last couple weeks it almost to me it almost seems like we're finally about to get Paige and Omega on the same page. Um it seems like they both got some things going on and I wonder if it's just not collaborated between the two of them. Um my number one rave of the week and this is because I did not see it coming and You'll I never absolutely see it absolutely loved it and that is Roman Reigns being a Paul Heyman guy. Did not see that coming closing out SmackDown. I thought that when he said, uh, and that's not a prediction, I was like, wait, he's about to say that's a spoiler. But I wasn't. Ex- I still wasn't expecting Paul Heyman to be there. I thought it was just going to be a shot at Brock Lesnar because we know what happened there for a while. So I just thought that it was going to be a shot at him. And the fact that Paul Heyman was there and he goes, believe that, I was like, okay, I'm 100% behind this. We have clamored for heel Roman Reigns for a very long time. I can't think of a better pairing than Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Same as Greg. When he said that, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, is he about to say that? I'm like, is Heyman with him? And and it it always starts off with him checking the contract, which is weird. Typical Roman would have just signed the contract. So I'm like, all right, he's going over the contract. That's a little weird. I still wasn't sure if he was going to be heel or not because I can't depend on them right. to commit to this. Um, so it's all right. I got it. And then they show Heyman. And I'm like, what a great way to take us to payback. I I think I want a Roman shirt for once. That wreck everything and yeah. leave. I, I, I love may that shirt. do that as well. Colby likes that shirt a lot too. I don't get it. Like, I mean, I get what it means, yeah. but it's so—it's literally like come wrestle, leave. Like, I don't know. It's just <laughs> yeah. so on the nose that it's just—it's kind of weird to me. And I, I'm happy that you guys like the the Paul Heyman reveal. I wanted to ask you guys about that. Unfortunately for me, it felt really corny and kind of kind of awkward. But I was pre-exposed to it. I, it had been spoiled for me that Roman and him were talking. So at that point, I'm already thinking of, of different things. Uh, so the moment itself, knowing that it was coming, it it was very flat. But I had a feeling that if I had no idea, that it probably would have made a bigger impact. Not knowing me. it was coming? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it was a bigger impact. it was impact. awesome not knowing And it was I think coming. what also helped Roy is we, we give WWE shit a lot for overproducing. And this was to say, quick, Yep. here's Paul Heyman. Believe that. Show's over. Yep. And I liked that. They didn't go too in-depth or detailed. They didn't, you know... Paul didn't have to give a long speech about how Roman's going to beat him and then that's a spoiler. Commentary didn't go, well, I wonder if Roman is associated with somebody or anything stupid like that. It was just, there's Heyman, show's over. Yeah, I like that. 
Good point. It closed. It did close out with Heyman staring at him for an uncomfortable amount of time, <laughs> and to Heyman's face just stayed dead still the whole time. So it was great. And it also, if you recall, when they had that feud with him and Brock, Heyman was always, always talking about how talented Roman is uh-huh. and what he saw in Roman. So it makes sense. Did you guys catch at the pay per view when Roman told Braun, "You're not a monster without me"? Yes, I thought that yep. was a nice callback because we all loved the Roman and Braun stuff so much. All right, so that's going to put me at my number one rave, right? Correct. I'm going to give it to Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy in the tables match. Uh, maybe not the prettiest match, but by the end of it, AEW's first table match, this feels like a feud finishing match because by the end of it, I felt like they had truly went to war. It didn't just feel like this table was here to build suspense for every time I lift you in the air, you might fall through it. It was there so that they could kill each other. Uh, this match was really quick, and I liked it. Yep. I was brutal to the point. They both busted open, and the finish with the chair stood up under the table. Oh, Ooh, I cringed. It's not too. something. It's not something we see. We always no. see a table on top of a table. But when he put the when he put it over top of the chair, and at first it looked like the chair was next to it, and then when he said something, I looked at it again. I was like, oh, it is right under it. Like that's yeah. That's something that you already see how the tables. Keep I'm not going signing up for that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, like you said, it was quick to the point, and it it felt like a good way to end it. Like you said, Roy. Like you have, you know, they're getting busted open that quick, and then through the table, done, over with. It didn't drag out. There wasn't that extra suspense. I enjoyed it. Same here. I think the fact it was short was almost compelling to yeah. me. I enjoyed that. These two hate each other's guts at this point. I don't need a 30-minute ladder match. I don't. Uh, table match. Yeah, I don't need that either. A no. ladder or table. I don't need right. to be 30 minutes. <laughs> if you could do all that in five minutes, sign me up. I'm down for that. My next rant is going to SmackDown. I am not going to dig into this any further. If you listen to this show, you know how I feel about how they've done Matt Riddle so far, and it's going to go Matt Riddle versus Shorty G. Mine says, on, on, my, on my rant notes, I just want to read it to you. All this Shorty G, Matt Riddle, Corbin shit. That's what I have written on the ring. It is shit. It sadly it is shit. Uh, the feud is not working for me. Matt Riddle just feels like another guy in SmackDown. That was my fear when they called him up. So my my next one's gonna go to Raw. And Lake Blake with his last one, there's not much to say about it. Why are we having pseudo regular matches for a twenty four seven championship? If you have a belt that's meant to be defended anytime, anywhere, twenty four seven. Why are we having He's so upset about? And why are we having the happened. same people in a four way match every week? And it seems like Tazawa always wins it in the match, and then it's a ninja. He's going to end up losing it elsewhere. Like, of course. Why are we doing regular matches for a championship that can be defended twenty four seven? Don't tell me that the the rules are are paused because of the match. No, it is twenty four seven. Do it that way. If you have a match here and there, then allow other people to run in and try to take the title then too. Tired of it. The the deeper problem here is that we want the hardcore championship. And we recall I'm not even thinking about that anymore. But I'm if just, you recall, they never paused. It was a hardcore match and then people just got involved yep, in the match. That's the issue, is that they say it's suspended for the duration yeah, of the match. It's not the same. This whole thing with this title has been weird. It has given some hilarious moments and it has really brought our truth to light. But remember when it started 
And the third hour of Raw, we were like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Mick, do you remember that? And then they unveiled the belt, and we were like, what the hell is that? Yep. Uh, it it hasn't worked. I agree. It wasn't even on my rant list, because at this point, I don't even know <laughs> if I want to keep talking about it. It gives me good moments every now and then, but yeah, I agree. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Is it Greg's turn or my turn? It is, it is yours. your turn. All right, I'm your gonna second need rant. you to keep me in check. When you host, I need to know when it's my turn. I need to know if we're at rant. I need to know if we're at rave. I need to know which thing to read. I should do better. Thank you. Tell them which one to read. We are on rant or rave. We are on rant. Your okay. second rant, sir. All right, my second rant is going to go to Killian Dane. Killian Dane. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> is that well, it? Just that's it. it. Just stop. That's it. Yeah, just stop right there because we all feel the same damn way. Come on, bro. Come exactly. On, bro. All right, that's all we got. <laughs> what a quick round. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even going to comment like I normally do. Come on, bro is perfect. Yep. My my next rave for this week is going to go to the Firefly Funhouse. Yes. And Postman Pierce. <laughs> I also like the random comment about Roman's teeth. Yes, and that's also what I have. It says the uh, and I didn't write the full thing down, but basically said monsters with the big nasty teeth can't take this away from me. Thought that was hilarious. The Roman teeth thing with him and Orton back and forth this week. That was a good call to that. Uh, did this feel like Blues Clues or something like that? Oh my to you? god, yes! Okay, it was so good. Uh, Postman Pierce did it for me. I, you know, I have I have really had some issues with how they do contracts in WWE. I was okay with this this setup. It went on throughout the night. Pierce is sent on this mission by Mr. Well, Man. You're, I'm going to need you to stop. If you're just raving about... Uh, okay, okay, okay. But this was part of that, and I thought that was fun. All right, so my next one is going to go to Brizango on NXT. And it's not because of the match. It's solely because these two have been around for so long. We have seen a lot of great things from them. And they have finally gotten championships. Um, I'm glad they finally pulled the trigger on them solely for that. Um, do I think like every other tag team championship, this is going to go anywhere? No. Um, Barzell and Eichner. Is it Eichner? Yeah. yeah. Barzell and Eichner, it didn't seem like... Or Bartel. Uh, it didn't seem like... <laughs> you had the other day for all yeah. It doesn't, yourself on the right one. It doesn't sound... Or they didn't do much as champions anyway. So, again, it's one of those things where you have to change the faces with the titles. I'm glad they went Breezango pretty much for the same reason I was glad they went Ryder and Hawkins at, at Mania. It's just, I think that they needed a change and these are two guys that I'm behind. And I think that they do deserve it after all they've put in. I think I think this is a biased raid for you. And I'll, I almost want to go against it. Because I know how much you enjoy Breezango. The reason I'm not going against it is because I also enjoy them. But what kind of build did we have to this? They got their asses they constantly kicked lost. Yeah, no, for the last month. And then they squeak out a victory and now they're the tag team champions. It Am I the, looking at this wrong? I'll go on record as saying I thought it was stupid. It was the same exact formula that they used for Hawkins and Ryder to win at Mania. And I hated that. They lost every match. I going against up. Oh no, I absolutely loved that. I don't, know you did. I hated it. Don't it was stupid. Um, Look, I, I'm not gonna go against it, but you know, and maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but to me, if you're gonna have them win the tag team titles, 
Have them have Why some sort of Why do you keep saying you're not going to go against and it that's, when you talk against it? And that's what if I'm you're saying. Against I'm not, it, go against it. I'm not going and saying that... The re- I'm solely saying that they deserve it as far as what they put in. I, and and I agree glad, with that. That's I'm why I'm glad to see that they yeah, got their deal. Everybody in that locker room deserves it. Well, no. Nah, them winning it is boring as hell. Look, he, there's two reasons why I I'm not... I can't wait for them to hold the title so that somebody can take it off of them. There's two reasons I'm that's not going against though. it. I do believe that Fandango and Tyler Breeze, it is nice to see the titles on them for once. They have been with the company for a long time. They've been through hell. I loved them on SmackDown, and they never won the belts. And I felt like they should have gotten the belts at some point. They were they never the, won the match. I know they were the best act on SmackDown oh, for yeah. a long time. The second reason I'm not giving this a rant or going against it is because I agree about Bartel and Eichner. I don't think this was a very good reign for them. It was very boring. I'm not expecting much out of Breezango either. Right. But I'll give it to that's you. That's why I would rather just get to the point and put it on somebody you're going to do something with. But I that's would. the thing. It's a tag team championship. They don't do anything with anybody with tag team championships. And that's not going to I be think a the, good reason for continuing to yeah. do something. And I understand. I think the only people that have really done much with the tag team championships lately is Street Profits. Well, I just think we're literally in the same position. We have them on a shitty tag team no. that's not going to do anything. That maybe have an entrance and Beth Phoenix does some innuendo every week. Well, well I also she? think this is all for Legato Del Fantasma. I do too. Just get to the but fucking point. I'd rather have them just win. It. Why couldn't why couldn't them why couldn't they have just beaten Bartel? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I wish we had just gotten to the point and done something good it, because it has to be on a face before they go after. I agree with that. All right, Roy, I'm going to I'm going to keep us in check here. Your next rave for the week. My next rave goes to Adam Pierce. I think this man is absolutely flawless. I think he's the best actor on any of the shows. And I, I first started really paying attention last week. Not not too much. I, I had even said to Antonio, I was like, I like this guy. And if you need proof that he's a good actor, just watch Raw, where the script they gave him said, yell at Ambulance for 20 minutes straight. And he even made that believable. Um, What show is this going on? This is SmackDown. Okay, that's I'm what I thought. I'm just saying, if you, need proof, yeah, if you yeah. need proof of his range. like That was on SmackDown. That was on SmackDown. Because it was The Fiend and Braun. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> he had then, me confused for a second. That's what I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think... I just... Every interaction he has comes off so genuine. Like, you were talking about the way that they set up the contract signing. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I like Vince McMahon saying, well, you know... If you just push the door. <laughs> I like like the, even the most simplest answer. I got two out of three. Well, here's the problem. Well, first thing I'm here, signed, sealed, and delivered. I just got two of them. <laughs> There's only one problem there. I, I you see, needed three. I want to see Adam Pierce way more. So, I thought he was very entertaining. Yeah, I I love this rave. I agree. Started last week. I didn't know his name. If you recall, it was one of my raves. And I said he, he made that a rave for me. Where he's flipping out about the ambulance. And he's like, what Go is forward. wrong with this guy? <laughs> he's a very good actor. I loved him in Firefly Funhouse with his little outfit. It was perfect. And I think he was great throughout the night. I also love that Vince gave him that. He's like, here, wear this. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's like, do I have to? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Alright, that brings us back to rant. And my final rant for this week is going to go to Raw. And the fact that they're absolutely destroying the punt kick for Morton. Uh, he missed one. Maybe even missed two. He had to kick this man three times. The punt kick has been one of the most devastating moves in WWE. To the point where it was banned. And now 
He has to kick someone three times. I, I think there are other ways to make McIntyre look strong other than him taking three punt kicks. And I absolutely, absolutely disagree with it. It started last week with Michaels getting up. Yeah. And now it's to the point where if he hits it, I don't even think it's that impactful at this point. All right. Uh, my last rant of the week is going to go to NXT. And a big part of this is because of Roy. And it's going to be Ciampa. And the reason is... Rant? Yes. Ring the bell. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time tonight... It's time for Rank versus Ray. I'm really not even going to put up much of a fight on this one. I literally saw this week exactly what Roy kept saying about him oh, no. on his Arguing previous run. Myself. Is that all I saw was a guy who walks out, beats the shit out of somebody, and walks away. I, I didn't take him seriously at all. The mask threw it all off for me. I know he's done that before, but... It was just something about him. I didn't feel like Ciampa. It didn't feel like a heel Ciampa. It just didn't feel like anything to me. I just felt like it was a guy who came out, had a squash match against Jake Atlas, who just had a really good run in, in the Cruiserweight tournament. Again, like a Drew Lack thing. It, the whole thing just wasn't... I didn't like it at all. It's not really much I have to say other than that. That's fair. At the end of this, this isn't one that I'm going to be crazy passionate about. I'm not going to threaten to quit the podcast if I lose like I normally do. <laughs> but let me let me just tell you guys what I did see here. Uh, we had Tommaso Ciampa, who had a hell of a run with the title. A completely ruthless reign where he would do whatever it took at all costs. And that was the most successful that we've ever seen him. He had the injury, and I think it humbled him. He came back. Daddy was home. He did his sideways walk down the ramp a lot to save all his friends constantly. He was a much nicer person um, because because of that injury humbling him. Uh, now he just got his ass beat by Carrion. He comes back. To him, NXT is his grounds. This is his house. He, he demands a certain level of respect. And when you look at this match, you're looking at Tommaso Ciampa, the NXT veteran, versus Jake Atlas, the up-and-coming you got to imagine from Ciampa's point of view, he's looking at it like, what an opportunity for this guy up and coming. You know, maybe maybe at this point he does still have that respect that we've seen. But then we get in the ring and Jake Atlas with no fear, no intimidation, no worries whatsoever, just walks right up to him. And that pissed him off. That, it, that was the breaking point for him, I think, to see that now you're getting your ass beat pretty, pretty decisively. Um, at a takeover, you, I just, I think that in that moment, it, it was, it was nice development for him. I think that he just completely snapped because he felt like he's not getting the respect that he deserves. And maybe he's not even sure if he deserves it anymore after that loss. So you were at a disadvantage from the start here. Cause I did have it as a raid. Like I said, I, to me, it was just simply cause it didn't sit well. It wasn't much that like yeah. I said, wasn't something I was truly passionate about. It just, it weighed a little higher than the other things. And it also wasn't a passionate rate for me. It didn't make my top 10. However, when I when I looked at it, I felt like face champion didn't work. And, and they acknowledged that by having him off TV, basically written off TV with the destruction of Karrion Cross in their match. And I felt like this was a really good way to bring him back. It wasn't some corny forced heel turn. It was just he came into the ring. You still didn't know if he was face or heel. I think the mask kind of gave it away a little bit that he would be healed, but I was okay with the mask. It's a little bit of a, I guess, subtle change. 
And in this match, I saw old Champa again. Um, he was destructive. And then at the end, really saw old Champa where he just he just murdered this man. And I felt like him committing murder in his return to TV was about the only way he could re- start to recover. And and I think uh, why I said that it seems like he came down, did what he did, and just walked away to me. It was because when he was going through that face, you know, run. He had the destruction, but then just couldn't get it done. So, it, to me, it was just another, okay, especially with being Jake Atlas, it was just another, okay, he's just going to destroy somebody, but then when it comes to the number one person, he's just going to get his ass kicked. Um, does a big part of me feel like he wins that fatal four-way? Yeah. That was the point, I think, I for think, you to feel that I way. think so, but that's really all I got out of it. I didn't really get much more from it. I think I think if you came out of that match feeling like there's no way Champ has a shot at winning that match, then they failed you. Right. I think if you came into it going, maybe Champ had changed from that. I think that was the point. Yeah. Um, because the more ruthless Champa, I think, is a better wrestler than the face. And, I'm and- gonna help my friends. There's something that clicks that changes someone a little bit different. That and, and that's their story there, where it's like. He just the more ruthless Champa is the more successful Champa. And I would in my it, eyes. We I mean, you guys say it all the time where you think that I watch it and, and have a different point of view on it. This was one of those matches where I didn't, and your guys' point of view on it, I can see exactly where you're coming from. So But I can also see yours yeah. too. It, yeah. It's funny because yeah. I could also see where you go, you you kind of roll your eyes and go, Okay, so now you're heel and you're a badass again. I can see that too. Right. Roy. Onto your uh oh god I final got lost rant. now final rant yeah my final rant is going to go I'm gonna give it to the arm wrestling competition oh no you like the arm wrestling competition guys? yeah yeah I I did I gotta go against it I didn't have it written down but ladies and go. gentlemen for the second time tonight it's time for rant versus. Hooray! I fully expect to lose this, but go ahead. I'm going to let you know right now you are, but let's hear it. <laughs> uh, the reason I chose this one over some other things on my list that are pretty frustrating, frustrating is I've actually, I can remember being younger and loving the idea of the arm wrestling match in wrestling. Just the idea of actually getting to see which one of them are more powerful was very interesting to me. And I had my heart broken a lot when I was younger because of that. And I have such a bad taste in my mouth for any arm wrestling match. And this did not help. This was frustrating. It made Lashley look stupid. It just doesn't make any sense why we went through all of this for such a quick... Oh, he got his leg under the table real quick. I don't know, man. It's just so pointless. We could have gotten there 800 other ways. I want to see two wrestlers have an actual goddamn arm wrestling match. It's a great way to build a feud. And I just want to see who would win. So this is this is really cool because I do not want to see them have an arm wrestling match, and that's why my perspective was different. I am very bored by the arm wrestling match, especially Apollo and Lashley. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is a slaughter. If you really pay attention, I think Apollo Cruz is very strong, but I think Lashley is just much bigger and stronger. Uh, I, I liked it. I had fun. I knew I wouldn't win this either way, but I did have fun with it. I I just like that Apollo. You know, quick step on the foot, slams it down. Lashley had said something to Henry, and Henry's just like, "Fuck it, Apollo won." And and I like that he got over him in a cheap way. I don't know. Was it the greatest thing on earth? No. Was it the most creative? 
No, but I did laugh. I chuckled. I had fun with it. That's it. So, I'm basing, I'm basing my decision off of one thing that happened during this. And this is why it gets the rant. Is the typical arm wrestling match. The yeah. only reason that, that it, it upset me more than usual is because this time, Lashley let me know that he was going to win and then beat the shit out of Apollo right after. Only for Apollo to do the exact opposite of what Lashley said. Dude, that that right there was immediately like, all right, I'm already uninterested in this, and now you're telling me exactly how it ends. It, yeah, it was a rant for me. I get it. You know what? I had fun, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I could have absolutely done without that at all. <laughs> I I think I really I'm really enjoying Apollo. My, and I think that helped. Here's I, what here's I what just am. Here's what I need. You're gonna need to stop that. <laughs> here's <it's> awful. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I need. Okay, to get even a little bit more excited again for this feud is for when the hurt business is destroying people in Raw Underground. I want Apollo to show up and challenge one of them. That's what I need right now from this. Well, I don't need this in the ring. All it takes is a kick to the shoulder. And roll <laughs> and I don't know if you want to see that. You True. might not get a finish either. <laughs> I'm just saying right now to give me a little more hype is I want to see Apollo have the balls to get in there while they're doing what they're doing. All right. So ironically, I am sticking with Raw for my rave. We'll see if I get it because Raw has been brutalized this week. Uh, my rave was going to be for MVP backstage once again with Cedric Alexander. And... I think MVP is one hell of a salesman slash businessman. When he is speaking to Cedric, everything is truth. And he is constantly trying to tell Cedric. He he acknowledges Cedric's talent. We all think that Cedric Alexander is a talented wrestler. And he's letting him know that you, you're being put on the back burner because of your decisions. You are aligned with the one and only... A man who calls himself a superhero, which I think is hilarious that he keeps saying that because we continue to give him shit for that. I would love to see Cedric go with our business because of this. Cedric is wasting his time with Ricochet. And these are the things backstage that are still keeping, they're holding my interest with her business. MVP just does a such, such a good job backstage in my opinion. And he saves them every week. Yeah, they do. They do a good job with the booking of hurt business, definitely. Because even when they're losing, it's just it never feels much like an issue. I so you guys knew my my standpoint. MVP was probably one of my least liked superstars back, you know, during his run. Crazy person. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, but I couldn't. There was just something about him I couldn't get behind. I'm 100 percent behind the hurt business and him. Uh, and he's a big reason why I'm behind them. Like I've I've thoroughly enjoyed MVP during all this. I mean, you guys even saw at the Rumble when he returned. I was like, you fucking kidding me? I'm enjoying it. Not Roy and I. That music hit. We're like, yeah. I know, but I was just, yeah. All right, my uh, my final rave of the week, and nothing really to me sits higher than the others. So, and I feel like I give the one a rave every week. So I'm gonna go something different, and I'm gonna go with. Dark Order. Um, this week, I they went even further than they usually do to get me even more interested in them. The the figurative death of the Nightmare Family. Can I tell you something real quick? Because this already happens in my imagination every single time, and I just want to make 
I want to make it clear of what's going to happen in the future. If we ever have a soundboard, guaranteed, every time you say the word Dark Order, I'm pressing a button that says it's raining men. That's fine. <laughs> and that song will play. And because Greg is, has rant, Greg's rant in the past was Dark Order has too many men in it, or too many people in general. Yes. And so now every time he says Dark Order, I just hear, it's raining men. It wasn't they had too many men. And I hear many it. men for it 50 that, Cent. It was that many first... For a tag team match, they would we'll have switch s- it when we host. They had six guys come to the ring for a tag team match. Well, six other than them. Too many people. They used they used three of them as a chair. I don't know. It was just. Oh yeah, I remember that? I couldn't get behind that for some reason. Dark Order themselves have been phenomenal. Brody Lee's speech this week, flawless. Mister fucking Brody Lee. I apologize. I apologize. The the fact that I don't even know which one it was came up and started going, oh. Pray, oh, whatever, I'm not worthy, whatever he kept saying. And he just looks at him, he's like, just smacks the shit out of him. They're chanting him on you deserve it. He's like, shut the hell up. <laughs> um, something about he bought six of the greatest lawnmowers this week <laughs> was amazing. The, not one, not two, not three, three, not four, not five. Three, help me out over here. Thank you. Six of the greatest lawnmowers this week. I thought the whole thing was absolutely amazing. The fact that no matter who came in to try to help, they were still destroying every single person um, until until obviously Matt Cardona comes out and then it all goes south. But other than that, they were they were handing everybody their ass. Um, I I mean, we love the Dark Order, man. Yeah, I so let's let's talk about what happened because we we missed a show because the dynamite being on Saturday, the squash. Oh my of god, Cody. I was not expecting that. That's how it had to happen, though. That's how you do it. Yeah. So at the when they first announced this match, I was I was so torn on how I was feeling about it because my expectation is this is just a show that's moved to a different day of the week. They're just trying to get eyes on it. This is going to be stupid. There was no good finish in my mind to this. I kept saying I'm intrigued by it. I but what I kept saying was it's hard for me to imagine a way where this ends that I'm okay with it. Because Brody Lee and Cody Rhodes were my two favorites. And I kept thinking this should be my most hype match uh, all year long. And it did feel that way in some ways, but I just I didn't expect anything of it. Um, talking to Antonio, I don't know what it was. Right before the bell, I said he's going to squash him. And he beat the hell out of him. And somehow, that doesn't take anything away from Cody for me. And Brody just looks absolutely monstrous and continues to be... My favorite in wrestling right now. The just everything about it. The just destroying him after the stretcher. The the putting the title in the, the back. Belt. And just, oh, that was awesome. I love. And then the dumping belt. it out as if you know it shattered. Like the whole thing was just awesome. Yeah. And I, like you said, I didn't expect it to end that way at all. Um, especially since we just came from a match where Moxley wins by putting Brody through. You know, which we all thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. But kind of like Roy said. This is one of those situations where I'm like, Brody cannot take a loss here. How does Cody lose it? What kind of screwy finish are we going to get to protect the both of them? And then Brody just absolutely destroys him, squashes him. And I'm like, this this was this was how it had to be done. That's how you, that's it how you take, build another star. It didn't take anything from Cody for me. No, because he had because such a great run. Not just that. This is the person you expect to do that. Exactly. So that's, that's the thing. Um, and... Yeah, I have nothing much more to say. It was just, it was done very well. I just wanted to comment on that because yeah, that was the biggest takeaway. We've missed it a few times, 
uh, just the timing of it. Every single time it ended up being in a gap somewhere that we didn't really get to talk much about it. But it, it probably is one of the biggest things in wrestling the last few weeks. Uh, as far as Dark Order, I loved the segment. It was fantastic. Cole Cabana is really fun for me with yeah. Dark Order because you can tell he doesn't, when they do something negative, he doesn't really know how to feel. But then when they're hyping everything up, he's like, yeah, I'm with the winning team. But he I, he doesn't really believe in it, you know, and he's still so on the fence and they've made this go on for so long. I don't even know if he's really a part of Dark yeah. Order. And he just comes out. When Brody, when Brody does these things, he's slapping the shit out of people in the head. He's telling them to all shut up. You can sense the cold is like, oh, well, like, what have I gotten myself into? But then as soon as they bring back how they're winning, he's like, yeah, team. And I love that yeah, for team. some reason. Find out he's just Brody's <laughs> assistant. Hey, Brody is taking care of him. You're right. All right, Roy, your final rave of the week. My final rave of the week is going to go to Sami Zayn, baby. You didn't think it was going to go on that long, did you? No, I did. Oh, my God, when he danced around Jeff Hardy, instant iconic moment for me. When They both have the belts. Now, I had said weeks ago... That obviously when Jeff Hardy said, I was attacked by a red-headed man, that it was going to be Sami Zayn. And I thought that it was going to be stupid when it finally happened. And it wasn't. That he is such, he is the biggest asshole in wrestling. Like, I really feel that way. They had this, they do the segments backstage where he's talking to uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke. And he's so fucking annoying in those moments. Like, I really find him annoying. I was like, you have no sense of like, how social interactions work. Like, you don't understand. They don't want you here. You continue to press issues when everybody's clearly uncomfortable. And he does stuff like that. And I don't always enjoy those moments as much, but I do just think, like, what a, what an idiot. What a jackass. What a jerk, mostly. But <laughs> it's those moments, like, when he's dancing around or just his j- entrance in general. I think Sami Zayn, his character work is just so good. I find him hilarious, and I'm so happy to have him back. And I'm not joking. I'm not playing a character when I say, truly for me, him dancing around Jeff and then both holding those belt, that felt like an iconic moment to me. I loved that. It did. I enjoyed that moment. It reminded me of Punk and Cena with the two belts, although not the same level, of course. But it was cool. Wasn't expecting it. I wonder if they are going to go back to that story. That would probably bother me a little bit because he called it. Uh, But Sami Zayn does annoy me. He annoys the shit out of me. But I can respect that it's because he's doing such a great job with his character. I loved the segment with Cesaro and Shinsuke. And they're just like, Shinsuke's like, four months, no no phone call, no contact. And it's like, oh yeah, sorry guys. And he immediately assumes that they're just back together. And he's like, oh, I did it for you guys. So you guys could, you know, rise above and win the tag team championship. like, Sammy, you're such an asshole. And Bullshit. it's completely believable that... He would be gone for this long and not once think to call his partner. So exactly. That's not, he's so selfish. He doesn't care. But as soon as he's back, he has to reform that alliance to protect himself. It, you know it's what I mean? amazing how how selfish he is. And then when Cesaro's like, hey, we're having a, an A-B conversation here. And he still is like... That's what I'm saying. He doesn't... You, he just you want me pressing. to leave? You he want said, me to leave? Yeah, they're trying to tell me. He's like, so you want me to... You're trying to tell me. <laughs> he did it like four times. I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. Leave, Sammy. And they finally, yeah, you know what? I got some stuff to do, so I'll leave. Uh, well done. Props to Sammy. Good to have you back. Um, let's move on to our honorable mentions of the week. Before we get into that, I just want to ask you both, what was your favorite show this week? My favorite show was SmackDown. 
it's tough to choose between SmackDown and AEW this week. Uh, just to keep things fun, I'll say SmackDown. Okay, and I would go with AEW, but SmackDown would have been my second favorite of the week. As far as our honorable mentions, Roy, get us started on what you got for rant. Uh, Ford versus Garza. Come on, man. The women's lumberjack match between Sasha and Asuka. Jesus, why again did we have to do Sasha versus Asuka? Are you going to tell me because she has to get her rematch? Because I had four of the McMahons come out to the ring and tell me that that wasn't going to happen anymore. So it doesn't make sense why I had. I just had to watch Sasha tap out again. It's doing some damage to the feud for me. Uh, That's it for a rant. Greg, how about you? Uh, I have Escobar versus Scott. Uh, mainly because of the finish. Uh, it was upsetting because I finally... I don't know. It's just... It's hard to watch Swerve anymore. It just feels like he's not going to do much. And it, it sucks. Um, so that's, I guess that's more of a bias thing. Uh, the eight-man tag on AEW where it was essentially a squash match. For, I thought it was too many men for you. No, it wasn't too many men. <laughs> I just don't like... I, again, this week was just one of those weeks for me where I didn't like who they used for their squash matches. Um, I didn't like that they used Janela and Sonny mixed with the two guys that they've used for squashes in the past. Um, and that sucks because I think we all said that we were we were pretty interested to see where the Janela and Sonny thing went. And, yeah, not anymore. And, yeah, exactly. We see where it and, went. That, and, and, and that sucks. That's that's why part of it sucks. And then my last one is uh, Cesaro and Kalista, Kalisto, Kalista, whatever his name is anymore. It. You don't like the story they're telling with this right now. No, I don't. No. Because at the end of the day, whereas yes, Lince is very good. It is Lindsay that he's like they're going back and forth with, right? Yes. Okay, I I get him in. That's fine. Yeah, they all have masks on, so. right? <laughs> so him and Lindsay going back and forth. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to watch a match like it because both of them are very good. I just don't like that they're using Cesaro and Shinsuke for that right now. I, it's another one of those things like we talked about earlier with the tag team belts. This makes me feel like the tag team belts don't mean anything because you have these two guys. I get it. These two guys keep beating these other one in tag team matches, but you're using it to build a feud within a team instead of that actual feud. Well, the tag team belts never matter, right? So that doesn't surprise me. Uh, Roy, just to sidetrack a little bit, how do you feel about it? Because we both have been on record to say that Luge House Party is actually really growing on us. Right. So what and, do you what do you think about that? What they're doing between these three right now? That was it was on my rave. I thought that a win for Cesaro was very big. It was needed, and it felt. So good because I thought it was going to be a, an easy way to build up another tag match, but it makes sense. We're headed towards the destruction of these three. May as well use it to build up these two that desperately need it, and it's not doing a lot of damage to Luchas Party because I've watched them lose for years. What I'm seeing now that I haven't seen before is some personality, and that's what I'm invested in. And I'm hoping that going forward, there's there's a plan there. But I think this benefited. I felt like this benefited everybody. That's how I felt. That's why I was curious because I have enjoyed them. And I'm kind of looking at it from a perspective of I'm finally seeing personality between these three. And if they're going to use that for Cesaro and Shinsuke to, I guess, boost them up a little bit, I'm okay with that. Um, well, on the rant side of things for me, I-, I wanted to save it for honorable mention because I feel like I just touch on it every week and it's a broken record. But the NXT women's division, uh, quite frankly, sucks right now. Uh, if I'm being honest, and I'm I'm talking about me, Yam, and Shotzi Blackheart, it just it didn't do anything for me. I didn't care who won. I didn't feel like whoever won would feel important to me. Um, 
I didn't yeah. understand the beginning of the Robert Stone brand, only for her to run him over yet again. Like, yeah, like for the tenth time. That, yeah, welcome to the ball week. pit. I run over his foot and I get in the match. There I, is somebody on the writing team that thinks reoccurring moments are hilarious. Somebody they think that if we just do a dull thing eight times, it becomes hilarious. I and I want. I, I don't want this to seem like I'm not interested in women's wrestling. I am very interested in women's wrestling, and I, I give AEW shit for the opposite reason, for not showcasing their women, and I'll actually touch on that next. But me, him, and Shotzi, it just, no. I, I don't care. I wish I did, but I don't. Right. Uh, and then speaking of the women in AEW, the Dark Order had a moment where they were recruiting... Conti, as I know her in NXT, I don't even know her name in AEW. And the reason I don't know her name in AEW is because it would have been great had I even known the reason for her recruiting her in the first place. But you didn't showcase the tournament at all, except for YouTube. So, luckily I knew from the bracket, but I don't, and I still, I'm honest, I don't know her name. It was Conti in NXT. I don't know her name is in AEW, but she was paired with, um, I can't think of her name now. Who's with Dark Order? Do you like women's wrestling? I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, I'm at, this is why I'm upset. It's Conti. Who is the woman? I can't think of her name right now. It's K, it's K or Adams. I'm thinking. Let's I don't go with know. Adams. Let's uh, think her last name is. Oh, man, that's bothering me. Anyway, so the fact that they had them recruiting here and we just didn't know the story behind it, it bothered me because we should have known the story. We should have had that tournament for us. And honestly, I think it would have been a much cooler moment had we known what was behind it. The last thing I have, this this hurts my heart to say this, but Jericho is usually fantastic on commentary, but this week he was all over the damn place, fumbling over his words. I know you guys both enjoy Jericho as well. I did not enjoy him on commentary NJ. this week. That's it. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's the woman you were trying to think of? Right yeah, now? I don't know why I couldn't think of it. She's, I love Anna Jay. I do too. I, that's why I was pissed off I couldn't think of her name. But her and Anna Jay were in a tag team for that tournament. Okay. And that was the reasoning yeah. behind this. But it, if you didn't watch it on YouTube, or if you weren't familiar with the bragging, you would never know. You'd be yeah. like, who the hell is this? Uh, and what I did think you say you knew her as an NXT? She was, Ty, it was like Taya Conti. That's her, Taya Conti. That's her name in AEW? Yep. That's odd. I don't know how Tay, she was able to. Maybe a real name. Conti. I'm surprised she's able to pull it off. Yeah, but the thing is, is even even WWE copyrights people's real names. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Okay. Well, I knew her name in NXT. I thought maybe they changed it, but basically my point is that should have been a bigger moment. Or maybe that's just what they're saying because uh, I don't know. But it's it's on the intranets. Anyway, Jericho, unfortunately, in commentary was not the same this week for me. What do you guys think of the uh, Mimosa Mayhem match? Uh, uh, interested. I don't know what to expect. Different, maybe? Well, I'll tell you what to expect. Expect uh, Jericho, Jer- to get dumped Jericho to win, but then be tum- dumped yeah. into the thing afterwards. But I, I I, did think it was really clever. I loved that Jericho referenced the match that he came up with with the Money in the Bank, and I think there's a few in WWE that he's come up with some good matches. And he's, he's teasing like he came up with this new thing, and then they show the trailer, and they're like... 80 gallons. <laughs> As if it were the Elimination Chamber promo with like 10 tons of steel. Um, and one more question I want to ask you guys. Is there any is there any outcome to this NXT Championship match that can give you any real emotion? Is there an outcome where you go, ooh? No. Or is it mostly okay? No. I don't think that's their fault. Because they were forced into this. I the, the men involved are great. I just... 
I wanted to move on. We need to yeah. move on. But look, they couldn't have. And you know, Lee's if gone. If they had put any work into building up the people in the meantime. I know. I, well, I think they've done a pretty good job with their mid-card but lately, but they're not ready yet. You know what I mean? Like, Bronson Reed is not ready. And if Dexter Loomis leave, is that not makes me, ready. That also makes me wonder if, in this situation, given what happened, if Ciampa wasn't just a call that week, like, hey, we need you back for this. Instead of who would you prefer to win out of the four? Longer. I don't even know. Out, I don't care about. I don't. I don't have any investment. In I don't want to say that. I'm literally I, just getting there. I really so that I can wait a few months for the next champion that matters. I think that's the, actually going to do something. The one that needs it most, given his current storyline, is Gargano. But all of these he routes also just lost me. for the North American title. Mm. So it it also to me means nothing. That's just me going off of personality right now and storylines. I think the one that needs it most, it's between Finn and, and Gargano. I think Champa is best case scenario because he's he's coming off that horrible loss to Cross and he flips his character and it's this is immediate. This was this week and the match is next week. He never lost that title. He gets it back. It's almost like a clean and slate. And that's the best comeback for Cross at some point. Down exactly. The so I think that's it. best case scenario. Is it the most exciting thing? No. But if we can recap real quick, too, that uh, Keith Lee, Adam Cole, big match because we want to put all the belts together because we want to vacate the mid-card and then move big, move Keith Lee up to the main roster. That was the plan. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, Roy, how about Raves for you this week? Uh, I like the Nia and Shayna stuff. Me too. Okay, I wasn't sure. Greg, what do you think? He probably hates it. Honestly, I... Don't it care. doesn't bother me right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's not. It's not one way or the other. I. I said. I think I mentioned it to Blake the other night. I. It's just to me another Cesaro Sheamus situation. I think they win the titles, and I think that that it's eventually two people that hate each other that become really good champions for a while. Do you need Roy and I to give you some emotions again to help you out like last time? No, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. I don't need any emotions right now. Um. Alistair Black is phenomenal. One of the best wrestlers on the roster right now. After uh, kicking, and that's because he kicked. after he kicked Kevin Owens, <laughs> I cannot wait I to knew watch where he was going with that. several weeks of Kevin Owens losing to Alistair in singles matches. Um, you know, some sometimes I'll get a DQ win. Sometimes people will run in. We'll get it on pay per view. I cannot wait. The first time Alistair Black loses to Kevin, he'll be the worst wrestler I've ever seen in my life. Um. The Ruby, Liv, and Bianca stuff. I enjoyed that. And what is this guy's name? I can't think of his goddamn name. What is this Johnny Nitro. What is Johnny Nitro's fucking name? John Morrison. John Morrison. Alright, his uh he was Johnny Nitro in ECW and every once in a while I my brain gets stuck on Johnny Nitro and I cannot figure out what his current name is. Um Johnny Drip Drip. That little, the beginning part where he's like, so I take the baseball to the bottom of my, my shoe. <laughs> he said, turns out I can kick at 70 miles per hour. That was hilarious. And then his plan later on in the night to not let anybody get tagged in. And Miz is like, what kind of student plan was that? And right before it cuts out, you hear him say, how great would it be if we pulled that off, though? That I love that segment. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to. The fact that Seamus came in mid-conversation about the baseball thing. And he's like, you guys talking about the match? And Morrison's like... He's like, I see you guys in deep conversation. You talking about the match? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, 
you got a plan? He's like, yeah. And I'm listening to his plan. I'm like, okay, it sounds okay. And then I'm like, wait, he just named all three of them and well, said that once, they cannot let said, them in the ring. Once he said Tucker, like, I was like, he's going to say you got to keep Otis out too. Seamus is like, what the fuck, man? Like, what are you what do you, you idiot? Oh, Seamus, this is yeah. why he hates everybody so much. What? He tries for one moment to be friendly, and this is what he's doing. I actually with. enjoyed Seamus this week. I, I, I love when, I love how Morrison and Miz just constantly compliment each other, no matter what exactly is really going on. So when he brought up the baseball thing, he's like, found out I could kick 70 miles per hour, and Miz goes, that's faster than some MLB pitchers. And it's like, come on, name one MLB pitcher that no, doesn't... No, it's not. Like, come on, and, and maybe maybe an off-speed pitch, because that's an off-speed pitch. Tell me someone who can't throw over 70 miles an hour in the MLB. <laughs> and my last one is going to go to the AEW fans. I don't know if you guys saw yes. how impressed everybody was, people at the network and everything, with fans switching over to Saturday. And I, I had been talking to a few friends about this, how worried I was with AEW trying to get their footing, and then this this comes along, and so much of their schedule that even me, a, a hardcore fan, somebody that does a podcast on this weekly, I'm having a hard time keeping up with them when I'm even supposed to watch AEW, and to find out that so many of the fans followed them to Saturday night, beautiful, and kudos to AEW for pulling the trigger on a great show that night, what I thought was going to be filler. Mm-hmm. They gave me what felt like a pay-per-view. Greg, how about you for Raves? Uh, raves, uh, the Mox and MGF promo. Um, again, again, it's every other week that I'm okay with MJF <laughs> and it sucks. Uh, but I liked this week. I love the ending where Mox was like, you're a lawyer and you didn't even read the contract. He's like, what do you mean? Pages 17 and 18. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool thing. I mean, obviously we know it's going to happen, but, um, the, uh, Sasha and Bailey again. Uh, with just the constant jabs at each other, uh, but being like, we were best friends and everything. But the the best one was Bailey saying that we all knew it was coming because we know your track record of defending the title. You on. know that that actually would have been a rant for me. I didn't enjoy that. I don't understand why you you take so much special care to show that they're friends and like all that stuff. The, all everything that you've done with this feud, which has been great, just to let it boil down to she just says mean things to her friend that. It's so and, bizarre. And that's the thing. Like, it's it's such... And they've been taking the, shots at each other back and forth, but that was always perceived as just but, two friends kind of razzing one another. This was just straight up this week being it, an asshole. This week it felt like we're definitely getting this, you know, feud because at the end... It, it ended felt like with, such a waste of a slow burn. It ended with Sasha going, yeah, we are going to win the tag team championships because I am your best friend. And it's like... You know, I'm I'm still here for you, but you're being a complete jerk, and it sounds like Sasha's just gonna be like, you know what, fuck you, basically. Um, and then I felt this week, uh, Big E was a lot better. Um, there was a few spots where you could just you could just tell that he's getting more comfortable with it being just himself and not not the group that he's used to. Um, he's kind of coming out of a shell that he he got comfortable in with with New Day. And uh, I think each week he gets a little bit better, and I enjoyed him this week. I I liked what they played the uh, this I guess what what was that one? was it talking smack between him and Miz? I thought that was cool that they were acknowledge him not being serious, and I wonder if that's been part of the plan the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think that was a nice touch, but the match didn't do anything for me Mm-mm. because it I, again 
It feels like... The match itself, no, it's more so Big E. Yeah, it feels like they're pushing Big E without pushing Big E. Yeah. If that makes any sense to you at all. It's like they want us to remember Big E right now because once all it's of like, this It's like, here's stuff, Big E, guys. Yeah. Okay, cool. You know, he's not doing much for you, but here he is. Right. At least he's on TV. It's because they've got... Take him somewhat they've, serious. They've got this other major not too feud, seriously, But just not yet. too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I... I did like the Talking Smack stuff mm-hmm. that they showed because they acknowledged the things that we've already said. And you were about to get to something I think I yeah, cut you off. Yeah, because Greg, when Greg was talking, it just made me think of something that would be such an amazing moment. Their turn should come at payback. And something should happen where during that match, uh, Sasha and Bailey just start fighting one another. The match is still going on. Maybe the referee is trying to pull them apart or something. I don't know. Nia and Shayna try and interfere in some way. To where one of them bumps the other, and those two start fighting each other. And now the referee is trying to pull the two separate tag teams off of their own partner. I, that would be absolutely hilarious. That would honestly be a no contest that I would sign up for. Yes. I, I don't think I've ever Just seen anything quite like that, where the two people... Because I was thinking, I was like, it's an interesting element, because of course you're thinking Sasha and Bailey might turn on each other. But then at the opposite end, it'd be very easy for one of those two to mess with each other and lose the match. And so the idea of just both of them going after their own partners is hilarious. I, I've only got two that haven't been touched on. Retribution's attack on both Ray and Dominic to close the show uh, was cool. I'm starting to build something for Ray, and it feels weird because I don't usually like yeah, Ray. I, I am. I think it's Dominic that's doing it for me. No, I, really, I think we're going to get Ray versus Dominic. I would love that. Yeah. I, I'm really enjoying Ray and Dominic right now. For some reason, two short things. Blake Dominic has one of the best attires in wrestling. Except for that hood, man. I love I, the hood. It's cool, but like every time it's like in the way, yeah, and I'm like, ah, yeah, like, I agree I with you there. But it does look cool. Secondly, what is wrong with Rey Mysterio? He brings his wife now. <laughs> I, I this don't man know. took your eyeball out <laughs> and beat your son in front of you for three weeks, and now you bring your wife to the taping. I think my favorite Incredible. thing. My favorite thing about Ray. This is going to sound so horrible. Is when he calls Seth a son of a bitch. I enjoy that very much. He's like, you son of a bitch. And then I also enjoy when he's just crying for his life and he's going, No, Seth! No, Seth! I don't know why. I enjoy it. I'm really liking Dominic and Ray right now. I don't know why he's bringing his wife. He's, he's lost his damn mind. His eye and his loss, and his lost his damn mind. But I really enjoyed it. And you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I want to touch on it a little bit more. Nia and Shayna. So I love the fact that they're beating the shit out of each other. They kind of out of the side of their, their eye acknowledge Bailey and Sasha celebrating this and enjoying it and go I love that they came to grips with the fact that they're like why are we beating each other up and letting these two enjoy this we are not going to let this happen as much as we hate each other we can't let this happen we can't let them get the enjoyment out of us beating each other up I thought it was a really cool way this whole thing how they've twisted it to this I love that it too was it was very clever on TV I thought in some ways, it came off a little weird, but when you you really think about it in the same way that you did, is they were fighting while two other people are out there going, yeah, yeah, but you're not going to sit there like a jackass and keep fighting for somebody else's entertainment, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they both kind of, they stopped. I thought that was good, I agree. And and they've continued on with the promo on SmackDown, where it's like, these two do not like each other, and I've seen that story before, but it is twisted a little bit. Now, that promo this, on SmackDown was a little too much. They, they get on so? there and they're like, hey... 
we're going to win. <laughs> I really don't like this guy. And then she goes, well, I really don't like this guy, but we're going to beat you up. It was just weird. It, it, it may have been a little bit overkill, but I, I was still a little bored with it. So I already know that you don't like, too. I got that. You yeah. did not have to come out and literally tell me word for word what's going on here. I, I'm excited for that match. I, I've been saying Nia and Shayna was intriguing to me. I, I can't wait to see where that goes. All right, so our results for this week. In last place, if you're paying attention, yeah. pretty obvious. It was Monday Night Raw. We actually had a tie for the other two spots. So your winner and this week's champion, A.E.W.